0: Hi everyone, my name is... Wow, great. <laughs> about. uh Hi everyone, my name is Brennan Patrick and I have a special guest today.
1: Hello, it's me!
0: Great, <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, so... You're listening to Superlit. I my headphones untangled. <laughs> uh, oh my god! We're really doing it today. Um, <clears throat> my name is Brennan Patrick, that's Sophie. You're listening to Superlit. Ooh! It's a bi weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community. Hello, Sophie. How are you?
1: I'm great.
0: We are already off to a. I almost a jolly good start because this is a very British book, but then I stopped because that would be bad.
1: Should we talk? No, never mind. No, 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 no,
0: Yes. <laughs> I,
1: 10 out of 10, good content. <laughs> oh my god.
0: It's literally a minute in and I can't talk. Um, so the book we're reading today, or, wow. The book Hello? Ta- <laughs> Hello? The book we're talking about today is called How Not to Be a Boy by Robert Webb. And the, the one uh, thing on the cover... It's like a quote from J.K. Rowling, and I immediately was like, "Oh no! Does she make up some lore about Robert Webb too?" Oh no, Robert in what?
1: Hogwarts <laughs> bisexuals—they
0: <laughs> don't exist. We killed them. That's probably what she would do.
1: All bisexuals are Hufflepuffs. That's canon.
0: Oh wow! Um, Prove me wrong. You're <laughs> you're you're right. That that is herein lies the issue. Is that that is true fact. It's not lore if it's right, right?
1: No. Uh, no, then it's just canon.
0: Well, Shoot them no. out of canon. It's canon.
1: <laughs> all bisexuals get shot out of canons first thing in the morning.
0: That doesn't sound as hellish as I'm imagining it to be.
1: Gonzo the Great was bisexual. Wow.
0: Um, are we just talking about Harry Potter now? Is it finally happening?
1: <laughs> oh, no. You brought up J.K. Rowling.
0: I mean, it's on the cover of the book. What am I supposed to do? Ignore it
1: no we should probably talk about the book though
0: great awesome um my first note so could i i want to bring up something that isn't completely serious in the book but there's a scene where rob uh, Robbie, robert all of the above is uh making fun of another student because they're making fun of him for wearing girls socks that his aunt bought for him without realizing they were for girls And his retort is calling this kid Mr. Shitty Legs. (laughs) And I literally started screaming. Uh, yes. (laughs) He calls him Mr. Shitty Legs and then says, this joke has legs and it just runs around and I literally couldn't handle it. Um,
1: should we maybe start by talking about the book a little
0: bit before we go into shitty leg details? the format of the podcast. I mean, it is the format of the podcast. I just wanted to get that out because I couldn't wait.
1: No, that should be top of the
0: list. Definitely. So this book is about Mr. Shitty Legs. Um, No. (laughs) So um, the back of the book, because I don't have a hardcover. Sophie actually lent me this book. um, And it's really cute. It's... uh, Gray with a picture of the very handsome Mister Robert Webb, and uh, the type is white, and then everything else is pink, which I really love.
1: Ten out of ten uh, non-gender conforming things. I lost all my energy; it's gone.
0: Oh you did it. <laughs> great job. Um, <laughs> you went from one hundred to like negative four. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, top of the line is rules for being a man don't cry love sport play rough drink beer don't talk about feelings but robert webb has been wondering for some time now are those rules really actually any use to anyone uh (laughs) i fucked that up are those rules actually any use to anyone and um i am i'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this i have so many thoughts (laughs) So, uh, this is a. Would you call it a biography? It's, no, it's a memoir. There we go. Yeah, because I'm like, hmm. A me- it's a memoir. <laughs> memoir.
1: So, Robert Webb is like one of my all time favorite British comedians. He's just a very good lad. Um, he
0: does.
1: Ew. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> We're only going to talk in British uh, euphemisms, but then get yelled at by England, the country itself, just the whole the country. The entire so country. <laughs> No, he. But he. So his main uh, outside of like doing like regular things that comedians do in England, which would be their stand up and or every panel show known to mankind, um, which is where I like mostly saw him. He has a show with his best friend David Mitchell, who's also in the book a little bit, and uh, his character on that show is like kind of the worst human. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He he's just, like, a deadbeat, like, gross dude who's, like, in his late 20s and, like, can't get his shit together, doesn't have a real job. Is just, like, a terrible person. But also, it's uh, the show's called Peep Show. Would recommend if you, like, dry British comedy. Um, but in the, like, last season, his character um, comes out as bisexual. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? This is so good. And then I, like, started to see all of these, like, interviews with him and stuff because he was doing promos for this book. And he was just basically, like, extremely intelligent speaking about, um, like, gender and, like, how boys are affected by, like, expectations of them and how he grew up. And I was, like, blown away because I'm so used to watching him as this, like, complete just, like, stoner idiot on this TV show. And then I found his book and I was like, oh no, I love him even more now. And then I made you read it.
0: (laughs) I'm actually really glad that you brought this up because it's not something that we normally read for the podcast. I've only ever read something like, I guess uh, would Bettyville be the closest to this? Um, That's like sort of a memoir about someone else, but it's through someone else's eyes. So it's like if I'm writing a book about my mother. But Um, This was so fucking comical. And I actually really want to watch that show only because um, the person in this book, so Robert, like obviously throughout like the ages, he talks to, he talks about him from like very young onto his, uh, I guess, closer to uh, now years, if you will. Um, And it's just like very funny. And I feel like it reflects a lot of like, how I grew up thinking very much because like I was very aware that I was doing things that are quote unquote considered feminine. Uh, and the entire time he's doing this stuff, he's like, yeah, well, I can't do that. Cause girls do that. And it's just very much like, uh, <laughs> this is exactly how I was feeling about things when I was a kid. And it's just very interesting to read. And I, I want to talk more about this. I don't, I don't know how to word things right now
1: i don't know how to do words how word um i'm gonna do the thing i always do where i talk about the audiobook
0: please Uh, do was it great does he read it himself
1: he does and it's beautiful i would even if you have even though you read the book or if anyone ends up reading this book i would also recommend listening to the audiobook um he reads it so you get to hear his beautiful voice he's like a very good accent um he really just like leans into all of the like because there's a lot of things where he's like reenacting um like things from memory or he he, there's like some segments where he's like talking to his, his younger self and like so there's like different voices and stuff but um there's also like some very cute moments like there's one I can't remember when exactly it happens but there's like a point in the book and I don't know if this is in the book or if it's just in the audiobook but he says something along the lines of like if you're reading this right now or listening to the audiobook, and then he like pauses and he's like,
0: "Which you are," and he like whispers, "It's very cute." That doesn't happen in the book. That's not fair. I want that.
1: Um, there's also an Audible specific, uh, exclusive little like segment at the end of the audiobook where he interviews his wife and one of his best friends from college, and they like talk about his bisexuality
0: and like gender and how it affected both of them. It's very good. Wow, this sounds like a really good time to talk about our Audible sponsorship.
1: Ooh, let's talk about Audible and how great it is, and how much I love it.
0: So, Sophie, what are some of your favorite books on Audible right now?
1: Uh, well, this one specifically is very good because the author himself reads it, and he, anytime there's like a specific accent or like connotation or something that has to go into a story, it's very good um, to have the person who's speaking from that. To
0: read it, that was a bad. I can't phrase things properly. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, I I feel that I <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Um. I guess it would be a good time to say that we have an Audible uh, partnership. Um. If you haven't downloaded Audible yet, and you're like trying to figure out if you really want to do it, listen. Now's the time to do it. You get a free Audible trial. So you get 30 days free, which means you get a book that you get to pick out. And, um, this is, I, I, I really want to listen to this book. So i actually might use my audible credit for this one. Um, and I want to hear what he sounds like. Cause I have no idea of what he sounds like.
1: Um, I, I want to describe it, but I wouldn't, I know that I would get it wrong. Like saying like what, uh, region he comes from but he is a very specific like british accent but it's very good
0: the if you're interested in doing the uh, audible trial the audible link is audibletrial.com backslash podcast uh i need to i'm gonna have to listen to this now because the entire time i'm reading this book i'm trying to imagine what he sounds like because i i think he's a very handsome man um, and it's a shame he's married because this makes me feel gross talking about how handsome he is. He'd but, love it. Uh, <laughs> I Now I'm blushing. Um, great. But uh, yes, I really need to hear what he sounds like if only to like connect a voice to the face. Um, and I want to hear the, the cool interview at the end. Cause that's really interesting. And something I didn't expect in this book was him like quoting different kinds of books about gender and like boy, Brain versus girl brain, uh, which was literally not anything I thought was going to happen in this book because I thought it was going to be something like funny, Um, the whole thing. I just thought it was going to be like jokes, jokes, jokes. And he talks about uh, pink brain, blue brain, and also a book called Delusions of Gender, which actually sounds really interesting. Um, But I didn't expect this book to be that serious. And it kind of is. No, there's
1: definitely, like, um... Well, especially if you're familiar with him, then you know he's, like, a British comedian. And then there is, like, a lightness to, like, the way he writes. And, like, especially when he's reading it, it's very light. And then suddenly it's just kind of, like... And here's some really fucking depressing shit that happened to me when I was a child. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Which I feel like is what makes... Uh, I like reading memoirs that are sad.
0: <laughs> wow. So you're admitting that you like reading sad memoirs. I mean, little... I feel like all memoirs are kind of sad though. This is true.
1: Um, I mean, I feel like as much as I loved reading, like really like upset, uh, um, as much as I liked reading really like cheesy romance books and stuff when I was a little like rainbow boys, um, I also mean
0: loving to read them now
1: was my like most favorite author. I still think he's like one of my favorites. I don't read his work as much anymore, but I was like completely obsessed with when I was in high school is Augustine Burroughs. Um,
0: yes. Oh my God. Yeah, definitely.
1: And he has a new book coming out, another memoir. So we might have to talk about that, but, um, it's similar where he's, is, a gay kid who's growing up in the seventies and eighties and all of the shit he had to go through. And a lot of it is very lighthearted and very silly, but it also is like extremely upsetting to read some of it. Um, in, in and in a, in a, in not distressing, but like this is real life.
0: Fuck. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. No, I mean like a lot of what he talks about in the beginning part of his book, especially um, cool thing about this book, he kind of has like, faux conversations with his younger selves. Um, and the one part that was like really devastating, His you find out early on in the book that his mother dies uh, when he's pretty young and his younger self, uh, he's talking about how he's on TV to his younger self to say like, Hey, you made it. Like you, you become like an actor, like a, a comedian, like you, you get there and the kid's like, Oh, what does dad think? And he's like, Oh, this. And then he's like, but what does mom think? And it's just, like, very heartbreaking. And uh, it's not something... Again, I didn't expect to go into this book uh, getting uh, <laughs> my heartstrings played with, but here we are <laughs> today, a better person for it.
1: Destroyed.
0: Yeah, totally broken inside uh, from just that get begin- Literally, I think it's the first chapter. Um, and uh, I like that uh, the different... <laughs> Different chapters are called, let me flip to the first part, like the chapters are called like, boys can't get enough of dad, boys aren't shy, boys love sport, (laughs) I hate that, boys are brave. It's
1: like (laughs) maths.
0: Yes, boys love sport ball, Um, boys are never teacher's pet, boys don't fall in love with other boys, which starts off with a quote from RuPaul. (laughs) And then, yes. <laughs> yes, boys are not virgins. Boys don't cry. And then the next part is about, like, men. Next part is men are organized. Men don't take themselves too seriously. Men don't need therapy. Men understand women. Men are good at directions. Men know who they are. Um, <laughs> I don't know who came up with all these things that, like, men need to do uh, in the, the uh, hi- hierarchy of life. But um, <laughs> none of these apply to me. <laughs> Some of them apply to me, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the part he talks about that too. He's like, okay, like I see that like men are men are supposed to be brave, but it's like women are brave too. Like he's going back and forth about a piece, and he's like, I'm not trying to be pedantic, but like, how are these qualities that are only apply like that we only say apply to men, but like women are doing it too? Like I don't understand what this idea of, like, masculinity slash femininity is. Uh, The one page that I have marked down, it's, like, entire conversation about, like, how being feminine is, like, not having hair down there, or, like, under your armpits, but also being, like, this and that, and then masculinity is, uh, you know, uh, is masculinity in a crisis, and it's just, like, it was very interesting, um, and it was actually, like, really thought-provoking. Yes. Well, cause like I'm, I'm the youngest of five and there's four boys and one girl. And like my oldest brother, Danny is very much like his older brothers where they're like, I, I, I don't know how to say like, they're men without doing that voice and making fun of it. No, you have to do that voice. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like the idea of like, you have to be masculine and you have to be a man and men don't cry and men don't hug. Like I remember again in this book when he's like, I was so mad that like, my dad kept shaking my hand instead of like hugging me. Like I just like got fed up with it when I turned 30 and just like hugged him. And he was like, Oh, we're hugging now. And I've had that conversation with my oldest brother where like he shook my hand one day and I was like, what the fuck was that? No, we're, we're hugging. We hug. We're brothers. I'm allowed to hug you.
1: Um. Yeah. I like, I think the, reason that I like this so much is I really am always drawn to like any kind of narrative that points out and like talks about gender specific like tropes and stuff and I really appreciate I mean I appreciate it more when it's coming from the perspective of a man in this kind of context where he's really just like I don't understand why this is like a thing that is forced upon me like this doesn't make any sense like what's wrong with me being like more feminine. Um, and just like, re- he's not an overtly masculine person, but he's also not overtly feminine. And he's just kind of in the middle and he's like, that's fine. Um, which I like.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think you and I relate very well to that too. Cause I don't think either of us are uh hyper feminine or hyper masculine. We've kind of float in this middle ground where we, are both at the same time.
1: Yeah, I like to float in the middle. It's very
0: fun. We're just buoys in this life. (laughs) Buoys? Yes, we're just that exact soundbite. Buoys!
1: Um, I also really appreciate that uh, he's, like, older. Like, he's, like, in his 40s now, I think. Um, I don't know his exact age. But a lot of the times when you read, like, anything like this, that sort of dives more into, like gender and its perspective, you're either hearing it from the person who is extremely, like, um, androgynous or, like, has, like, a very, like, their whole identity is very much based on, like, how they view gender, or it's from a younger person who's, like, more our generation. That's because it's just so much more prevalent to talk about that kind of stuff in our generation. So, I think the context of it through, like, the 70s and 80s in England specifically is really interesting.
0: Yeah, especially since like I think a lot of Americans look at like British culture and it's like they're very much like, we don't talk about that. We're very waspy. Like I think that's always been like my idea of it where it's like something happened. It's like, well we don't talk about that. It didn't happen. We just decide to move houses instead of talking to my neighbor who decided to start using our trash cans. Um something I read in the book. They decided to move houses instead of Having to deal with their neighbors and that just solidified the idea that I have that most European people, specifically British people, something's wrong. We no, we're not talking about it. And it's very much like something's happening to a man. We don't talk about it. He's not allowed to have emotions. He's just allowed to be angry. That is his only emotional range. It's angry. Uh, but it's say he's supposed to be expressing something else. But it's just, again, rage. Uh, I think he spoke about that earlier in the book too, where it's like, I have this emotion, but guess what? It's only coming out as rage. And uh, I also have this emotion, but it's manifesting as rage instead of the actual emotion it's supposed to be. Yeah,
1: I think it's very interesting to have like a culture, and I'm speaking from a person who's like affectionate towards British culture, but obviously not from that place. So take this with a grain of salt. But I feel like the stereotype of uh, British culture is very uptight, very conservative, um, very like mind your own business and like um, head down and like kind of just do what you're told. But at the same time, like some of the like greatest human beings on this planet who have like completely surpassed that um, kind of mentality have come from England. Uh, just like the entire like punk movement like originated in England from my understanding and it's entirely about just like fuck everything just do what you want like if you're a guy wear makeup your girl like dress more masculine like shave your head like it's fine like Robert Webb talks a lot about like especially when he um, went to college and was like more free to express himself just like finding uh inspiration specifically like in David Bowie who is just like an iconic androgynous like gender bending like rock star and I like can't imagine what it would have been like to like live and be in like college and stuff in the 80s when like Bowie was alive and like at his peak of just like fuck gender like that would have been amazing
0: Oh my God. I can't even imagine my, my, my college teachers actually spoke to me about it all the time. They're like, it's, it's so interesting, like coming from an era where it's very much like, well, fuck that. I'm going to act the way I want. And like teaching kids now that don't understand like that, that like that's, uh, where the attitude like originated from. It's like, you're, you were allowed to like finally start like breaking out of your shell and it wasn't. You know, uh, weird to see a man walking around in like a neon sequenced outfit and just, you know, living their best life and being, you know, almost David Bowie was a fucking alien. I don't think they were human in any way, no, shape, he, or form.
1: The man from Mars.
0: Yeah, true. Like, truly, like, it's like a haha, but it's like, no, you really were, like, and you were, you, you and like Prince really helped people see that they could. You know do things that were like Quote unquote feminine and still be You know at the end of the day like uh, Identify as a man or like be Masculine and it was just very interesting
1: I think Prince and Bowie are like Kind of the quintessential like uh, Completely Gender bending like very feminine um, Leaning They wore like insane Clothes and costumes um, And yet were still like these Absolutely iconic sex symbols Yeah. like
0: just for like, everyone <laughs>
1: that's the thing though they just like yeah they just like oozed sexuality and like everyone was in love with them and it was like they were it was okay for like men to like just like freak out over them as much as it was for women to freak out over them like i just i could talk about david Bowie for like
0: hours, hours. <laughs> no and that's perfectly fine uh he also his wife was a stunning human being as well like oh God,
1: Aman she's a goddess
0: <laughs> she's like truly like usually it also like two attractive at it, people truly... coming together and being like beautiful together and being married forever like what
1: i mean aman is very very feminine and like extremely like gorgeous but also like a very androgynous person and just like yes. probably also another alien
0: I truly think that uh, if anyone were to ever be like, "Oh, celebrities are aliens," like we have proof. If they just showed me pictures of David Bowie, Amon, and Prince, I'd be like, "You know what? You're right." Perfect. Lizard people. Um. But yeah. I. Uh, who is another? Uh, the, I'm literally forgetting the singer from Queen. His name.
1: Freddie Mercury. <laughs>
0: yeah, like another. Literally another person that everyone looked like man, woman, whatever. People looked at him. And they were like. I want you. Like you're so talented and beautiful, and just like
1: those teeth, hold
0: me. Yeah, the teeth.
1: Another iconic bisexual.
0: Like true, like truly, truly.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about David Bowie.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. But, but like, that's the thing. Like, I, I, we wouldn't be able to be as openly weird, quote unquote weird, as we are without them being, you know, normalized. So.
1: I think, uh, uh, like having that kind of experience though, um, because like Robert Robert grew up in, um, a relatively small, like town in England. So just having that like small town, like I would imagine similar to like suburbia in the U S feel. Um, and then I just like the transition of like him, um, when he's older, when he's like finishing up, uh, like high school, basically for lack of a better word. Cause I forget what England calls it. Um, primaries maybe. That's
0: what it is. Oh, it is. Okay. I made that I up. think
1: it's something like that. No, ah, whatever. <laughs> but wow. he like kind of comes. So his mother dies when he's 17. Um, and he basically just like is extremely depressed and fails. Like, starts failing all his classes like fails a bunch of his uh like a levels which are like the tests you need to get into university just like is destroyed um and then he like finally like there's like a moment where he kind of gets it together goes back to school like after he's already like technically finished goes back to like learn in the classroom and it just has this like confidence of like yeah i'm the weird older kid who shouldn't be here and also like i'm gonna openly talk about like finding men attractive just so i can like get a rise out of people and like starts to like really lean into like him just like being a little bit more fluid with everything and it's just like such an amazing like transformation
0: yeah because he goes he literally is people call him shy he's described as shy everyone thinks he's shy because he's quiet because you know of his child life and then he gets older and it's like yeah, well, that man's attractive, and it's like, oh my god, what? And it's, it's but the chapter in which you start like seeing more of it is, uh, boys do not fall in love with other boys. I think is the full ch- chapter name, um, and he starts talking about how his other friend, I, I forget his name. Was the other friend's name Rob as well? No,
1: his name was Will.
0: No, but the the original friend that.
1: Oh yeah.
0: They're both Rob. Yes. Yes. other rob. Uh, yeah, the other rob, the other other white meat. Um he's like if you were to hold a gun to my head and ask if I loved Rob, I'd say yes. And it's like I th- I think <laughs> as as queer people get older, we realize that there was that one friend that we like kind of might have been like in love with, but we just like never knew it until we're older and we're like, "Well, that makes sense." Um. You
1: know, when you're just like sitting in a coffee shop, just like enjoying coffee and just like scrolling on Instagram and you like see the people you haven't seen in like a decade or something. And then you like, eyes get really big and you have like a Raven Simone like psychic moment. And then you're like, fuck, I was gay there.
0: <laughs> Holy fuck. Yes. That, that, that whole, yes, that. That's the exact feeling. Wow. I don't think I've ever laughed that deeply and long on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it going. Wow. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very much like that. What book did we talk about that in? Um the book with the 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 ladies. Um, oh my gosh. Which one? <laughs> no, the the one specifically this year that we read that had the two it was uh specifically women. Uh, it, was, it was a book when, about women. There were no men in it, really. When
1: Katie met Cassidy or whatever? Yes, exactly. The book that's, I was mad at the whole yes, time? Yes,
0: <laughs> exactly. No, but that's the whole thing. Like, she realizes that that, like, girl that she was, like, friends with, that she's like, oh, wait, I, d- I had feelings for this person, and it never clicked until now.
1: Right. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes That yes. is I-
0: exactly what's happening in this book. And reading that chat and this is, like, what, the fifth chapter? Uh, it's very much something that I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. we've we've been there, Robert. We all uh, we all know that feeling. That friend that you, did. <laughs> what did he say about Will? He just he tried to get him out of his clothes for like five years, or something, something I like that.
1: Yeah, I can't remember, but it's very good.
0: It's uh, the Will part is very good.
1: Um, I think yeah, the it's like the first chunk of the book is very much about him when he's younger and. I mean, I guess spoilers, whatever. Spoilers for this human's life. Um, <laughs> but he talks a lot about how his relationship with his mother is so strong because he was born... She got pregnant with him right after his older brother died. So they yeah, had another Marty. kid. And then that child died. Um, I think he says of meningitis. And then she got pregnant again. So basically, there's this, like just like crazy bond between he, him and his mom. And he's almost like, um, babied and his father's abusive when he's younger. And he feels like a lot of it is just that, like his mother wants to protect him so much. Cause he's like the baby of the family. And so he gets off easier from like his two older brothers who are like the typical, like be tough, don't cry. Like all the things he's like trying to fight against. Um, and I don't remember why I started started this no, rambling. No, it's, but... it's
0: fine. He d- he does have a very close relationship with his mother. And oh,
1: oh yeah, I, I remember.
0: I definitely I see that because uh, I'm the youngest of the five. My two older brothers, Janny and James, they're very much like that, and they're very much like that with each other too. Where it's like, be tough, boys don't cry. And uh, I can tell you from experience, and my older brothers think the same thing too. I got away with a lot. (laughs) I'm the only one in my family that has tattoos. I remember when I got my first one, James was like, Well, I'm going to go get a tattoo. I was like, Dude, you're like 33. Go get one, man. Like, it it doesn't matter. (laughs) But, uh, live your life, bro. Yeah, exactly. But, like, there's a part in the book where, like, his older brothers call him, like, spoiled, and he has to think about it. And then they talk about how, like, at night, the older brother is, like, tucking him, like, bringing him to bed or whatever. He's like okay what what does uh mommy do for you? And he's like oh she tucks me in she does the, you know the corners but not the top sheet and then uh she reads me a book and she kisses me goodnight and says see you in the morning and I say I hope I I sure hope so and then the older brother thinks about it and he's like I don't have time for the book but he like kisses him goodnight and like tucks him in and everything and I was like oh my god yeah i can see why the older brothers would be like yeah you're spoiled as hell
1: It's very good though um but I think uh, the first chat chunk of the book is like about him younger and his relationship with his mother, and um, his relationship with just like gender as a whole, and growing up as like a not a kid who doesn't a boy who doesn't like sports, like a boy who like doesn't like aspire to like beat up people and i was just like constantly talking about like how like the things that the boys do in the playground is just like beat each other up for fun and he's just like why would you do that like there's like a point where they're all playing um what is it called like death ball
0: death ball where you have to like run and basically the person throwing the ball is aiming to hit you in the nuts and you have to hit the wall or something before they do that
1: right um and he like is very proud of himself because he's, like, as he's playing, he falls and, like, his knees get, like, all dirty and shit anyway. And he's, like, oh, this is perfect because now I don't have to fake it later and just, like, fall on purpose to get my knees dirty because then I'll, like, have, like, enough cred for people to, like, lay off me. Um, So there's just, like, this whole uh, theme in the first half about just, like, his relationship to gender and masculinity and stuff. And it doesn't really, like, start to go Too far. I mean, it makes sense because obviously like after he hits puberty is when he starts to have like more like feelings and like figure out his sexuality more. But that's like a lot of it is like late in high school and college. He starts to talk about that. Um, But I just really love this book because I just love the way that he like dissects gender and it's like very whimsical. But then also he'll take a turn and be like, okay, but actually let's talk about how ridiculous this is.
0: Seriously, I I wasn't expecting uh, an educated, not that I wasn't expecting an educated conversation from a comedian, because that's just fake news, but uh, I I wasn't expecting it to be like this deep of a conversation where I was like, oh, and here are books I can look at after reading this. It's just, I didn't expect uh, the citing of different books on, you know, conversation of gender and, you know, the, again, talking about the earlier part of the book that, you know, the pink brain versus blue brain. And, you know, it's just, it was very interesting. And I, I can't say that enough about the book. And I feel like I'm just at the point where I'm like, go listen to the book, go buy the book, go do the thing. Because, uh, the conversation about gender that he has, especially with himself. And he has like faux conversations, as I said, with himself, uh, at different points in his life. And it's very much like they do that. And it's, it's, it's really done in a really good way because it's really funny, but it's also serious. And it also makes you think about a lot of this stuff too.
1: Mm, Yeah. I I especially think I like the um, conversations he has when he's younger.
0: Yes. Cause they're so cute and it's like so heartbreaking. The first, the first one stuck out the most to me when he's like, he's just finished that one comedy show and he's like in a, in a full wit, like there's a whole like ensemble I can't even describe to you. Um, but it requires like a hairdresser to like, you know, pin wigs to him. And, uh, he's having this conversation with his younger self about how he's like, finally made it. And he's like writing a book and he like could really use his younger self's help to like figure certain things out. And he like asked about his mom and I'm just like, stop. No. I
1: wonder when I try to find that specific performance. Cause it was from like a live telecast. Yes. Uh, I think it was
0: a charity show, right?
1: Yeah. That sounds right. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, I also know, uh, I will also try to find, there's a specific interview, which was like the interview I watched before I found the book, um, where he's just basically talking about like, um, gender and like masculinity and boys. And it, I think it was during like kind of a press thing for the book maybe, or he was just on a talk show or something. Um, but he's just like, a very intellectual, intellectual person. um, which is, like, coming from the perspective this perspective I had, where I just know him as, like, a silly comedian. It was just, like, amazing to listen to him talk about this shit.
0: I think that's the thing, like, literally going, like, off of, like, what you've described to me about, like, his character on the TV show. So, like, literally judging a book by its cover. And then, like, sitting here going, oh, this is going to be, like, a funny-ass book. And it's a funny-ass book, but it's also, like, fucking smart as hell. And it like left field, wasn't expecting it. Very smart. Um, and I, I'm really glad that you suggested this to me because it's, it's different from a lot of the different books that I've read. And I, I always feel this way about like conversations about gender. And I think, you know, because I'm the youngest in my family, my parents were a little, I don't want to say less rigid because it makes them seem like they were like really, really wildly uptight. Um, because they always let me just like be me. Uh, but I feel like I related to a lot of the different things said in this book, especially with, you know, that being very close to like the parents or like and being spoiled and being able to get away with a lot more and not being expected to play sports. But like if you did it, it would make your parents happy. But like doing it and then just being like, ooh, this isn't it for me. I don't like sports ball and being overly emotional. And it's just like everyone's like, you shouldn't be that emotional. You're a boy. And it's like, but I'm crying.
1: But I'm literally sobbing right now. I I'm can't. literally
0: crying. I can't stop. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah. Uh, do you have any other notes? I just have the <laughs> Mr. Shitty Legs. And the one part, <laughs> another funny quote is, stop fucking swearing in front of Robert.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, yeah, because okay, so he was talking about, like, his both of his older brothers, like, fighting over the bathroom and it escalates to, like one of the one of the brothers being like starts just calling like the other brother like gay slurs cause he's like, Oh, you're trying to like catch me naked in the bath, like you're clearly like gay slur. Gay slur. And he's just like remembering this as like a whimsical time. And he's just like, yeah, I was just sitting here like experiencing this as like a young child. And then like the one kid is like yelling at yelling for the mom to come rescue him. And she's just like, stop swearing in front of Robert. And he's like, stop fucking swearing in front of Robert. It's so good.
0: Really, I think some of my favorite parts are like, I, I guess I related to a lot of like the younger family life, um, thankfully without the abuse. Um, but the the older brothers just like going tit for tat with each other. I literally was so funny. And uh, it, it's just like, I, I'm so surprised at how much I like this book. <laughs>
1: It's very good. I'm really glad that we got to cover it because it's a book I read last year and I like every opportunity I have when someone's like, you recommend like a good book for me to read. I'm like, okay, so you need to read this memoir. Um, I like always want to tell people about it tell people to read it. Cause it's like, just, I feel like it's so good and it's so like, you uni- it should be like, I feel like it's very universally uh, like accessible to people of like any kind of situation. Um, because sometimes you give people like a book and you're just like, yeah, you should read this. And he's like, Oh, well, you're not interested in literally any of the things I am. So like, you wouldn't find any of this interesting. Um, And I also like that it's a little bit, um, it's different from what we usually cover. It's not fiction. And it's uh, like, I mean, it's about him when he's like younger growing up, but it's also like talks about him as an adult. So it's like a lot more something that like, i would maybe gravitate towards now
0: yeah um, definitely an adult dealing with adult things but also examining things that like oh well this is why this happened to me as a kid like looking back and examining things and you know being wildly smart about it and uh also being very funny at the same time and trying to you know keep it lighthearted when you know quietly discussing like uh, hey, I was abused as a kid and that might have been why I was so uh, shy because I was afraid to talk to people and the twos and eights and uh, that that reading that portion of the book was like distressing.
1: Yeah, it's a little upset. The, I will, the one thing I will say about the audiobook is like when things get shouty in the book, like he's actually shouting, so it's like kind of
0: jarring. Oh no.
1: But it, I mean, it it adds to everything. So... I don't know. I yeah. I wouldn't. I could not recommend this audiobook specifically enough.
0: And also because we have an Audible partnership, you can download and listen to this book uh, basically yes, free of do. charge. So you can use your free credit to read "How Not to Be a Boy" by Robert Webb and listen to a handsome British man croon sweet, sweet things at you about gender understanding and also. Um, Mr. Shitty Legs.
1: Mr. <laughs> Shitty Legs, <Licks>, never forget.
0: <laughs> I uh, can't. I can't even express to you how much I laughed while I was reading this. I'm really glad we read this.
1: Me too. I'll make sure to sprinkle in like a somewhat depressing but still uplifting memoir, like every like five like YA romcoms. I'm tr-
0: I'm trying, Sophie. I'm trying. <laughs> YA stuff is just really good, and we have a lot no, of you're authors not we wrong. love.
1: <laughs> Listen, you know that we're going to cover Wayward Son as soon as it comes out. No,
0: and Caleb Rover keeps doing, like, death drops with these books, and he's like, well, guess what, bitch? And I'm like, I'm not, I, I can't guess what.
1: What? It's a wig under a wig under a wig under a wig. He had his hair away under his hair away. I literally
0: tweeted something like that at him, that the the runway of Brooklyn Heights, like, tearing off the outfit and the wig at the same time, literally I said, oh, I wonder how you're going to top uh, White Rabbit. And then I sent him that, and I was like, you did that. You literally did that to me.
1: It's going to be that, and then there's going to be another wig reveal, and there's like a pussycat wig underneath that wig, and that's going to be his next book. Who's it
0: wig? Stop! Oh my god. I literally, I can't. There are too many books that come out this year that we need to cover, and I don't know how to do all of them. Also, I'm really excited because we have a really, really, really Really astoundingly special guest coming up in May. And I don't know if either of us are ready for this. And I can't express to you how happy I am about this.
1: I can 100% guarantee you that I am not ready.
0: I can 100% guarantee you that I wish you all the best things in life. And wink, wink. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, we have very good books coming out. And I think we definitely need to cover uh, Augustine Burroughs new memoir comes out because it's been a minute since I read any of his books and I need some inspiration from him.
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's funny running with scissors. It's weird to say that was that came out when I was like a young, like out teen. Um, that was wildly formative for me. And I don't, I don't like, like to say that, but it, it definitely like still sits with me too, which is really crazy.
1: Um, That one but also so he has a his second memoir he came out with is called Dry.
0: Yes, the cover of that book, if you actually wet it a little bit, the you know how it's like a smeared cover?
1: If you dip it in the bath.
0: If you dip it if you read it in the bath, the cover actually sweats and it runs more. Yeah, exactly. I read that. My parents actually wound up taking it from me. And his brother is also an author too.
1: I've read his brother's book too, it's very good.
0: Yes, they're a very, very good literary duo, but uh, they don't write together, obviously. Uh,
1: I love Running With Scissors because it's, like, a very good... I think it's, like, an amazing introduction to, like, a memoir, especially if you're looking specifically for one about um, a queer person. It's just one of the first ones that I read, but Dry is, like, a book that I will always love. It's just about him in his 20s. He was an alcoholic, and just, like, dealing with that... um, Dealing with, like, a death of a friend. It's just, like, it's amazing. He's just, I love him. He's a very good author. And he's got very cute dogs.
0: (laughs) Yes, he does. I forgot about that.
1: Follow him on Instagram to see his dogs. Okay, we're getting completely off topic. That'll be for another day.
0: (laughs) Yes, but um, I don't have anything else to add about this book other than go read it through our Audible link, which is audibletrial.com backslash podcast. And you get a free book credit and you can listen to this book. I mean, literally, why not do that? You literally get a free book.
1: This is like, I know I always say it because I'm lazy and I like listening to audiobooks. I'm not lazy. I just can't sit still and read a book. You have things
0: to do. I have time throughout my day that I can like sit and kill six hours worth of reading a book, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm busy. I'm working. I'm doing way too much overtime all the time because I'm a monster. Um, But like, seriously... Listen to this book. It's so good. He's so charming. He has like little sides, like what it's specifically in the audiobook. It's just like he does. His voice is very nice to listen to, and there's a whole, like, little interview at the end that I just, like, I didn't know it was happening the first time I listened to it, and then I was like, what is this? This is amazing, because it just, like, starts off with him being like, ooh, you're fancy, you got the Audible exclusive, and I was like, did I? I didn't even know I did that.
0: Did I? Is that for me? Oh, no. Uh, But yeah, Uh, if you have nothing else to add, then I guess we're done with this episode.
1: I guess um everyone go read this book
0: yes perfect all right well uh my name is Brendan patrick and who am i with again i forget this is jk rowling and nope. I'm okay to- <laughs> i'm canceling the podcast
1: hi i'm sophie
0: <laughs> and you've been listening to super lit
1: Woo! cue outro music